Hello, welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast brought to you by the Performance Improvement Collaborative and Knowledge Transfer Teams at Vizient. I'm Marilyn Sherrill, Knowledge Transfer Director and your program host. Today, we are digging deeper into addressing pharmaceuticals in high-cost service lines. I think most providers understand that oral acetaminophen is inexpensive, but they also don't realize the cost of IV acetaminophen. I'd had anesthesia providers think that it was like $10 an injection rather than um, $32 an injection. In fact, some of the providers will say, well, it's not that expensive of a drug. It is expensive when you compare it to the oral acetaminophen and then in the volume that we use IV acetaminophen in so, so many patients. Becky Silliman is the System Pharmacy Clinical Director at Premier Health, a three-hospital system in central Ohio. When Premier Health needed their pharmacy utilization program to find a hefty $4 million in savings, Becky knew she had her work cut out for her. When facing a challenge, in this case, saving $700,000 more than she thought she could, it's always good to have a little luck on your side. Our anesthesia key stakeholder had previously been the medical director for an ambulatory care surgery center that was part physician owned. So the physicians really wanted to keep their cost down. He never added IV acetaminophen to their drug formulary. At the same time, I was learning that anesthesia was going to have a cost savings goal added to their performance measure. Dr. Waldman and I had been talking frequently over many months about, you know, Premier is using too much IV acetaminophen. Oral acetaminophen costs just three cents a dose. IV acetaminophen is $37 a dose. The math looked promising. Then I get an email from Vizient and talking about this high-cost drug collaborative. And um, it, it was just like everything was coming together and really everything was pointing at this IV acetaminophen cost savings, which was one of the options from the collaborative. Getting the anesthesiologist to buy into the change was crucial, a cost containment incentive that would allow them to earn a performance bonus accomplished a few key success factors. It increased their engagement of working with the pharmacy team and looking at what are possible opportunities. It really opened up dialogue between the pharmacy and the anesthesia department when it came to cost containment. In some cases, they had no concept how expensive certain medications had gotten. The obvious cost savings look like an easy win, but easy is a relative term when it comes to changing culture. Changing culture is difficult. Um, We are all creatures of habit. We don't like change. It is uncomfortable. I find that the most important thing when changing a culture is telling the story of the why do we need to change. As soon as you start talking about cost savings, a lot of ears shut down. So telling the why of how it will benefit the patient. In this particular case is how will it benefit the patient? Well, you're improving multimodal pain therapy. And consequently, there will be less reliance on opioid medications for the patient. The anesthesiologist would need evidence to switch medication usage. 
A medication use evaluation, or MUE, recommended by the collaborative, helped with that process. We did another review of the literature to make sure there was no additional studies out there that perhaps showed a greater benefit with IV acetaminophen over oral acetaminophen, and we didn't find that. So we shared that information with our anesthesia providers, anticipating what some of the pushback might be as like, we don't want to give our patients oral medications before they go into surgery. You know, that was where the value of that medication use evaluation was so important because they were already doing that. They were already giving other oral medications before the patient received anesthesia. And we also talked a lot about the ERAS programs that many of our providers had adopted. And in those programs, we're now actually giving some oral liquids before surgery, several hours before surgery, and also oral medications. So they're getting used to a change in the process. The process would demand a workflow change for more than just the anesthesiologist. To gain any traction, other key stakeholders needed to be involved. It was going to be a change in the nurse's workflow. They were going to need to give another medication in the pre-op setting. So we needed to find a key nursing stakeholder. So we worked um, with one of the surgery nursing project managers at our largest site and sat down and had discussions on how this is going to affect the pre-op nurse's workflow. And at the same time, we worked with both our nursing rep and our order set manager to make sure that we were stating it correctly in the order sets. Adding the oral acetaminophen to the preoperative order sets turned out to be a serious workflow challenge. Who needs to give the order for the medication? In our organization, the anesthesiologists will start the IV, but they're not ordering the antibiotics. They're not ordering the other oral meds that may be given in the pre-op setting. So when we initially added the oral acetaminophen to the anesthesia pre-op order set, that was not the best place because that is not what the normal workflow was. And not all of those procedures need to receive pain medications prior to the procedure. So by pre-checking the oral acetaminophen and all the pre-op anesthesia order sets, we had a large volume of patients now that were to receive oral acetaminophen, in which it, it may have not been the best option for that patient. So what we had to do then is go back and uncheck that oral anesthesia from the anesthesia order sets and then begin the process of placing it in all of the surgeon's pre-op order sets. And that led to new workflows that fostered tighter team collaboration. All of our order sets have a physician champion as well as a nursing champion. So anytime there is a change made to the order set, both the physician champion and the nursing champion need to sign off on that. The results of this initiative have been really positive when viewed through the lens of cost containment. Back in January of 2019, our IV acetaminophen spend in the pre-op area was 30000 a month. 
And now we're down to a little over 11000 a month in spend. And that led to other important discoveries about working together towards a common goal. It's important whenever you have a cost savings initiative or any change is to communicate the success. And that has been key for us. And everybody likes to have a win. So every month they continue to see IV acetaminophen costs going down in their area. And so we can all celebrate that together. As much as cost savings are essential to a hospital's pharmaceutical utilization department, it sometimes is not the most rewarding measure when evaluating success. We have had a lot of cost savings initiatives through the years, and some of them we've saved much more money than we did with this particular cost savings. But I would say this one has been the most rewarding and because that was because of all the collaboration that occurred between the medical staff, pharmacy, nursing, and our order set team. And we were all working together to make this to be a success. Thanks to Becky Silliman and Premier Health for sharing their story and to you for listening to our podcast. We would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at knowledgetransfer at vizientinc.com. From the PI Collaborative and Knowledge Transfer teams, I'm Marilyn Sherrill. Remember, knowledge is transformational. Share it. <music>